Hello, and welcome to the Global Fly Fisher podcast. This is Global Fly Fisher partner Martin Jorgensen speaking, and um, the reason for the probably fairly good sound quality today is that I'm sitting in my car. And the reason that I'm sitting in my car is that I'm not fishing. And the reason that I'm not fishing is the reason for the subject of today's show. I got wet. I fell over in the water and went almost completely under and um, actually got pretty wet and had to go back to the car and get out of the very wet waders, the wet fleece, the wet pants and everything and get out some dry clothes and stop fishing because basically everything is just wet, very wet. And I didn't feel like sticking my dry, nice warm pants into those very wet waders and go back in the water. The friends that I'm with are still in the water and actually as I'm looking at them right now I can see a flash going off and that's probably a sign of fish being caught because they're quite close to each other and uh, taking pictures with flash and I uh, I fear that that's the reason um, one of them has probably caught a fish. It's actually been quite good today. I had a fairly nice fish. Casper, one of the other Global Fly Fisher guys who's here, had a really nice fish, a big one. Sea trout, that is. We're fishing on the coast here. And uh, I lost one. Nils, who's with us, lost one. And um, it's been a pretty good day. We started out with some muddy water, pretty dirty and uh, fairly uh, cold weather, but the sun came out and uh, we had a fairly nice um, morning and, and early afternoon, but then uh, it clouded over, but on the other hand the water cleared up and uh, everything um, went better and we caught fish. So. We were happy. I was happy. I had caught a, a fish and lost one and uh, everything was fine and it was time to get a cup of coffee on the on the bank here on the beach and uh, we sat down and had a bit of lunch and a cup of coffee and a nice time and um, everything was absolutely fine. And uh, we decided to go back in the water. Nils and I went back in the same place where I caught my, my nice fish and uh, a very, very a comfortable place with a bit of sand and uh, a rocky reef and um, not that difficult to wade. I usually wade without uh, wading stuff even though the the conditions can be quite rough here. Um, and actually I not that I regret it, regret it but um, I could have had pretty good use of a wading stuff because at one point I was just walking along fishing and as you know, these rocks that are on the bottom of the water have a tendency to jump on you suddenly and one of these rocks just came out of nowhere and jumped my one of my shins and actually hurt me quite badly and uh, of course I immediately 
jump to one side to avoid it and uh, smack into another rock and uh, fell over backwards. Which is a pretty stupid feeling when it's January and the water is about probably in the area of 5 degrees centigrade. Not very warm, I can tell you. The Fahrenheit guys will have to do the cal calculation themselves. And um, feeling that cold water seeping in uh, over the edge of the waders and uh, down your neck and finding their finding its way down to your underpants and along your legs into your boots is not a nice feeling I can tell you most of you guys have probably tried it um, it seems like we all have to fight fall over at one point um, luckily in most cases everything works out well but in this case I was of course on top of everything and hadn't sipped my jacket or made any efforts to, you know, keep dry in case of um, of this event happening. And uh, basically, the punishment for that is water getting in everywhere. So, silly me, water top and bottom and wet from outside and in. It does happen. So after that, I um, I just reeled in and went ashore and found my way to the car and pulled out whatever pieces of dry clothes I could find, which in this case luckily was a bit more than I usually bring because for some reason I've gotten out of the habit of bringing dry clothes when I go fishing. I usually don't go in knock on wood and um, the need for something dry is rarely there so usually I don't bring anything dry but this time I did bring a pair of pants and socks and stuff because I I knew that I had a hole in my waders yep leaky waders again and um, for that reason I made sure that I had at least a pair of dry pants and a pair of dry socks and uh, I borrowed a, a fleece t-shirt and uh, basically managed to get out of the wet stuff and into something dry and uh, also managed to be reminded that uh, I need to pack a set of dry clothes with my fishing gear like I used to have way back because uh, it's actually very uncomfortable to drive home in a in a cold set of very wet trousers and shirt and what have you um, and I will definitely go back home and and make sure that I have a plastic bag with, with dry stuff in it and um, Speaking of staying dry, actually, uh, I could probably elaborate a bit on that subject because um, there are ways that you can you can improve your chances of staying dry in case you go under. And um, I mentioned one thing that I failed to do, which is to 
to zip your jacket. Actually, uh, in case you're wading in, in deeper water, uh, just make sure that your jacket is tightly zipped and if it has any, any kind of Velcro stuff or anything like that, just make sure that it's closed and it's tight at the, um, at the wrists because um, if you do fall and everything is closed, the chance of water finding its way in is actually a, a lot less because in most cases, as, as in my case today, you actually get up quite quickly and um, if the water has no chance or no time to seep in between the layers, um, you can actually uh, get pretty wet and still manage to stay dry. Uh, but if the jacket is open, like in my case, well, you know, it the, the pathway is open. There's actually nothing to stop the water from uh, from just running in on the over the top of your waders and and into your into your your pants and your fleece. My T-shirt was all wet. My my sleeves were wet. I mean, I went under with both arms and had to you know support myself in order not to get completely wet and. Um, so definitely when you go deep, just make sure you close that jacket. Another thing you can do is actually in case you really go under and water will eventually find its way inside your waders, is to um, put on a, um, a belt around your waders, just a normal belt on the outside. You can get wading belts which are quite comfortable and in case that you have uh, any back trouble, you can actually get some nice belts that has a big pad on the back that supports your back uh, just over the hips and that can be quite nice I know guys who use that I never use a belt but um, um, just in case that can actually be quite good too it kind of tightens the whole thing around you and um, and in case uh, water finds it w its way in there's a, a smaller chance that it uh, that it goes all the way down your um, your trouser legs and down into your socks and that can be pretty good uh, those are, are probably the best ways of, um, of of avoiding getting wet. And one thing that I really usually do, and actually also had done today, but obviously not good enough, is to make sure that that I really uh, tighten the cuffs around my wrists uh, on the jacket, because um, well, in many cases you need to get your hand under water, and um, if nothing else, then to maybe get up a fish which is uh, is is quite common and uh, and in case you stick your hand in the water to pick up a fish it's quite nice to know that water won't seep in and uh, on the jacket that I'm wearing right now the cuffs are actually quite good they uh, they're kind of velcro uh, like uh, with with um, uh, neoprene or some soft uh, rubbery material and uh, and uh, they're well hidden in the in the sleeves and um, it's actually possible to tighten them pretty much without them being uncomfortable and um, and when I do that I can I can easily dip my my hand under water for a few seconds and and still just uh, just get a, a, a slightly wet wrist and and not have water running all the way into the um, into the sleeve, but uh, well, it seems like today I may not have done that all 
as thorough, thoroughly as I usually do because um, I was wet all the way up to the elbows. On the other hand, I was backstroking when I was under. So, uh, well, you know, in that case, there's probably no avoiding getting water in everywhere. My hood on the jacket was full of water and um, pockets were full of water. And I was actually surprised that I had both a cell phone and a camera on me and um, both are alive and doing well, um, which is pretty lucky, pretty lucky. I've, uh, if um, the camera had gone, that would have been my third uh, camera lost to the salt water, so um, uh, I'm happy that, that these things are saved at least. Um, I should mention that I did not carry them in the watertight pocket. I actually carried my car keys in the waterproof pocket in my jacket, the so-called waterproof pocket, because a trip like that, when you can get completely under, will actually prove to you that there is no such thing as a waterproof pocket. Uh, my car keys were definitely wet. Um, the, the just as wet as the camera and the phone, uh, which were the the phone was in an inside pocket on the on the waiters, just a normal, um, you know, fabric po pocket with no particular uh, protection. And the camera was actually just hanging on the inside of the waiters in a in a big retractor that I have for the camera. So they were pretty exposed and even though the, the, the khaki was in a in a very tight pocket uh, with a with a watertight zipper well um, they were wet and um, I don't really think I have ever had a jacket that had a properly waterproof uh, pocket so um, if you have anything you really want to save from uh, from the wet elements, um, well, you can put them there, of course, they will probably get wet anyway, but you, the best place, as far as I'm concerned, is putting them inside the waders, as, you know, in front of you, uh, on the chest, or, you know, in the stomach region, because uh, that is probably the last place that you're going to get wet, unless you really get under, like I did. You could, of course, also have a special waterproof back of some kind for your uh, for your cell phone for your camera for whatever you need to bring that doesn't really um, take a dip and um, that can be pretty good but on the other hand it's uh, it's not really um, practical when you need the stuff because particularly the camera if you need to you know get that out of a watertight bag and uh, and uh, prepare it for taking pictures well the situation that we want to take pictures of will be very likely to be gone so well you know I don't think I I, I, I as I said I've lost uh, a couple of cameras to the water and um, it's a loss that I've accepted uh, the price for uh, getting some really really good pictures and pictures that uh, are taken very close up in the situation when things happen. And as I said, one of the guys just had a fish on, and uh, if uh, one of the other friends did not have a camera in the water there, well, we'd have no pictures of that fish, because most of the fish that we catch right now on 
on the coast here are actually uh, fish that have uh, been up and spawning in there. They're uh, protected, so you have to release them. And um, a fish released in the water is not easy to take pictures of if you don't have anybody nearby with a camera, which is ready. So I think the camera should be ready. And I, my own solution with the retractor, this is, a, of course, a small compact camera. Uh, and having the retractor, uh, uh, which is a huge retractor, usually meant for n nets and landing nets and stuff like that, I've actually just mounted that on the inside of my waiter, um, on the rim of the waders, and, and the camera is just hanging on the inside of the waders. I can easily pick it out, and the retractor will actually pull it back so that it, it dangles right on the edge of the, w of the waders, which is pretty practical, because in most cases that means that uh, when I let go of the camera, it's actually in the, usually, <laughs> what what's usually the dry part of me. So... Um, that's a good way of at least keeping the, the camera dry. Of course, my fly boxes and my leader and all that stuff is just completely wet now. Uh, the fly box is kind of semi-waterproof and uh, probably didn't get that much water inside. And, uh, and the leaders uh, are just on loose spools. And I also have a clipper and different other things. And that's just wet. and. Uh, I'll probably just go home and rinse the fly under the tap and uh, because this is salt water and if I don't do that I'll have rust all over the place in no time. And um, I may do the same thing with the with the leader actually because my experience is that leader that's been wet particularly in salt water and just and it's just left on the spool will eventually rot so it's a good idea to just rinse it and let it dry. And the best thing, if I really want to be sure about this, the strength of the leader is probably just to exchange it for a new spool. I mean, I have a bulk spool at home that I use to to spool over fresh leader, and uh, I'll just empty the small spool that I bring uh, in my pocket and put fresh uh, line on that. And, uh, well, basically I'm just wet, and I'm actually quite comfortable now in the car, and... Uh, not uh, it wasn't a big deal actually uh, I've been in before even though it happens pretty rarely it does happen and um, as I said I'm just happy that my phone and my camera is okay and uh, I hope that the other guys are catching a couple of fish now I've been uh, I've been taking a break for about an hour now just shooting some pictures and uh, you know packing up and getting all the wet gear into my uh, my big plastic box in the back. That's actually another thing I might cover while I'm at the wet stuff because uh, whether I'm wet on the inside or just on the outside, I've really uh, been uh, very pleased with the big plastic uh, container that I've um, I've put in the back of my car and, and, and which I use to keep all my waiting gear in, my waiting boots, the waders, the wet jacket, whatever I have. It's just one of these big milky white bucket, you know, boxes that you can get with lids and 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 rollers, uh, kind of wheels under them that you can put under your bed or whatever. I just bought a big deep one, and and it's really comfortable to take those muddy or sandy or you know just soaking wet waders and just put it in there. When I get back home, I just you know, pull the whole thing out into my bathtub and rinse it in 
fresh water and hang the whole thing up to dry. And when I'm done with that, I put it back in the box. So it's it's a, a container that I use for storing the stuff at the same time. And on top of that, I actually have one of these waterproof bags that you um, use for kayaks and canoes when you pack stuff. It's uh, it's uh, it's a very smart system. It's a really dense, heavyweight uh, rubber or plastic-covered canvas of some kind that you kind of roll over and click together, and it's 100% waterproof. It can really it can go under um, water and still keep things dry. And that I use to just pack up everything that I need to 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 keep dry. Uh, I do that from home. I actually uh, keep my reels and my my fresh flies and my extra leaders and stuff like that in 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 that bag. My cap, my you know, if I bring a small camera and stuff like that, I I usually put it all in there and back with dry clothes will be in there in the future and that gets rolled up and packed together and I can just put that on top of the of the, the, the wet gear and it will still stay dry. It's a pretty comfortable bag. It's a really uh, it's a practical bag uh, that I've used a lot when you're fishing in boats and, and places. I actually just use it for my camera. Put the camera in there and seal the whole thing up. And it, well, I mean, the boat can turn over, and you'll still have your camera when you get home, in one piece and and dry. So um, these bags are really practical. So I don't don't really remember the name of them. I'll make sure to make a reference on the on the website. Um, uh, but um, yeah, they're good. I mean, plastic bags can do it, but. In essence, plastic bags are actually um, actually uh, not that watertight when everything comes to an end, which it sometimes does. Okay, I am gonna just get out of the car now and see what's happening out there. It's getting darker and I can see the guys are still fishing so uh, I'll just go and check it out. I'm Even though I'm in dry clothes I don't have that much clothes on so it's um, January and I just have one thin sweater on and uh, I'm not going to stay out there for long but just in case anything's happening I'm going to bring my camera and just go down and check it out. And you can you can follow me. We'll see what that leads to. Probably here. Just a bit of water would be nice to hear today. Um, since we've for once been recording without having um, any fishing action, which is a rare thing. I'll just remember my key here. Probably don't need to lock up. Uh, locking up in uh, in. Places like this is usually not necessary. People are not going to break into the car. Uh, I have a reel and different other things lying on the roof of the car. And even though there are people in the area, I'm probably going to have everything in to myself when I get back home. So, And I'm not going to go that far away, but I just want to get some fresh air and maybe the sound of waves on the, on the recording. And I did bring my camera. I might shoot a couple of pictures. I was playing with the 
with the camera before and, and a flash and had great fun with that. I should actually post a couple of pictures on the, on the site uh, so that you could uh, you can see a funny technique that I, I used. Well, let's see now. These guys, it's getting dark now actually. It's not really dark. You can still fish, no problem, but it is getting darker. Seems like they they have something going on out there. Let me just grab a picture of that. Ah, they're on the wind. So seems like it's closing in on the end of the day. And it could be the end of this podcast too, I think. And remember to go fishing, even though you may risk to get a dip like I did today. But, uh, well, you will, of course, have your dry clothes in the car. You can just change like I did. So uh, thank you for listening and take care. Bye-bye. That was track number 10 from the album Juke Joint Boogie by Jag from Magnatune.com.